Tom Brady is back. What does that mean for the fantasy value and the dynasty value of Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, and so many other Tampa Bay players? Plus, Amari Cooper traded to the Browns, Michael Gallup back in Dallas, all that and more on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Pod. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow. Hit that subscribe because we are getting news left and right. And we need to help you keep up with it and what it means for your dynasty fantasy football teams because it's coming quick and we're diving into free agency. We've got so much to talk about, but Marcus, you teased like the biggest piece of news of all time, Tom Brady, unretired. Mm-hmm. It was a brief retirement. Hopefully he played lots of golf, uh, but uh, and 40 days, right? 40 days, uh, 40 days, 40 nights. He, I think he got bored and uh, he's back. Uh, what does this mean for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Obviously, Mike Evans' contract remains in place. He'll be with the team in the season to come. Chris Godwin tore his ACL late last season, but uh, the team did place the franchise tag on him to uh, maybe, hopefully, at least transition until he can get a long-term deal in place. But, I mean, outside of that, this team was kind of dismantled because everybody was hitting free agency. So uh, what does this mean for the rest of the the crew? Do you think they're going to bring back Leonard Fournette uh, and make, you know, run it back one more time? I think everybody in Tampa Bay is really excited about this movie, except for two people, uh, Kyle Trask and Keyshawn Vaughn, <laughs> because Keyshawn Vaughn is just never going to be a thing with Tom Brady, right? It's going to be playoff Lenny. Uh, and that's to me, that's actually the, the real story here, because I don't think Mike Evans's value was going to change all that much. I think you were going to knock him down maybe in a tier without Tom Brady. Chris Goblin, uh, maybe you, you bring him up slightly now because Brady's back, but it's Fournette, right? I think all along the plan was for Fournette to leave and free agency to go elsewhere. Now I don't see him going anywhere. I see him coming back and being a borderline RB1 and that's a huge value right now Kate because he's currently RB29 in dynasty leagues right now so if you were doing a startup draft over the last couple weeks uh, and you got Fournette late late in your drafts uh, you just get a huge value I mean speaking of uh, huge values uh, I, I heard of a recent dynasty startup draft where Tom Brady was taken in the 25th round mm. as a throwaway pick uh, and not so throwaway anymore for anybody who believed that he'd be making his way back. The other impact that I think we need to discuss briefly is does this mean Rob Ronkowski will return in 2022? I had speculated that he'd be retiring along with Tom Brady. He's always said, I'm not playing with anyone but Tom Brady. I, do you think he comes back? Because I'm inclined to say yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It, I thought there was a chance that he would sign with the Bengals. We heard him talk about maybe wanting to play with Joe Burrow. 
or going up to Buffalo because his family lives uh, near He just Buffalo. loves these flashy quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, his mom doesn't live too far away from me, and she's said that he wouldn't mind playing in Buffalo sometime. Uh, but, I, I mean, he has to go back to Tampa Bay, right? Because you have O.J. Howard leaving in free agency. Godwin's not going to be ready, be ready to start the year. Yeah, he's going to be back in – in Tampa Bay, and he's going to be a viable tight end one this year. So I, it's just great for for dynasty players because now all these Tampa Bay guys, their, their value stays the same. Plus, Kate, I think, I think there's a chance that their value actually goes up because with Tom Brady coming back and Fournette coming back, likely, and Kronk likely coming back, this is a team that's going to lose a lot on defense. Probably Jason Pierre-Paul, probably Carlton Davis, like this. Tampa Bay team could be in a bunch of shootouts this year and like 5,500 total yards for Brady. It's not out of the equation. I'm I'm loving this for all of my Tampa Bay players. Yeah, I think this is a a pretty awesome feat. Now, let's talk briefly about the dynasty value of Rob Gronkowski because I think that could be one of the best values so far. In the most recent round of dynasty startup ADP, Rob Gronkowski was drafted um, as the tight end 20. Which just, especially obviously if you're in a tight end premium league, just an absolutely huge value. How are you um, valuing him post Tom Brady return uh, in in terms of dynasty value? Because, I mean, there's there's a lot of these sort of mid-range, you know, tight ends, Noah Fant, Mike Gusecki, Cole Komet that are floating right around that tight end 10, tight end 13. Does this automatically, uh, does one year potentially bring Rob Gronkowski back into the top 12 for Dynasty ADP? Yes, partly because when he plays, he's going to put up tight end one numbers. That same can't be said for Dawson Knox, Cole Komet, Irv Smith, uh, Hunter Henry, all those guys that are being drafted, I mean, frankly, ahead of him right now. On top of that, we're not sure if this is only a one-year thing. I mean, would it be completely surprising to you if Brady came back for another year next year? My thing would be not at all, right? So uh, I think you, if you can get him at that price, you know you're getting a, you know, maybe the seventh or eighth tight end, and maybe you get that for two years. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still in on Gronk. In a tight end premium league, will you send a first round pick for him? I won't do that. That's a little. That's a little too much. Okay. We'll do it for Dalton Schultz, though. Don't even, okay. don't even ask me twice. <laughs> He's got some more miles left on the tires. So I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give yeah, you. Yeah, I'd be. I'm still in on Gronk. I, st- I still think he's going to be a good year. But th- this is it's just nice to have Tom Brady back in the fold. Uh, we needed him also in the NFC because without him, it was just going to be the Aaron Rodgers show and the Rams. What's left of the Rams? Uh, this is better. We we get another good team in that awful NFC South. Uh, but Kate, we've got we got other news to talk about. It was a, a busy, busy weekend. Uh, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. And that's because we are sticking to eating right, thanks to Built Bar. Uh, if you guys haven't tried Built Bars, they are one, covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, but high in protein. And if you just replace these with your candy bars, you're going to feel much better about yourself because they only contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average cal- or candy bar that has 240 calories, 
30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Uh, they have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Kate. I don't know if I have the capacity to talk about this yet. Uh, I'm still mentally recovering. But uh, Amari Cooper <laughs> traded to the Cleveland Browns. Your thoughts? I mean, such a brilliant, brilliant move by the Browns. I think this was um, just a very, very solid asset that you've acquired for a quarterback. And I don't think um, in terms of what he demands as a wide receiver in terms of, uh, you know, how many targets he needs, all of that. I think this is the perfect fit for a offense where uh, Baker Mayfield spreads the ball. That's when he plays his best football is when he's spreading the ball around the field, not force feeding a target. Uh, Amari Cooper is the kind of player that I think is, is okay playing in whatever role you need him to play. Um, he's not quite as, as much an OBJ as you would think. Um, I just think it's such a solid deal. The, the Browns have, uh, really, I mean, it's, it's financial compensation. You didn't even have to trade hardly anything. They traded like a a peanut and a Cheerio for Amari Cooper, um, taking on that contract. I mean, I, I am absolutely fine buying in on Amari Cooper as a uh, high-end wide receiver, too, for Dynasty, because you know he's he's head honcho there. <sighs> okay, let me, let me, let's first talk about it from the Browns. I actually hate this fit for Amari Cooper. I actually think it's awful, and I'm not excited about Amari at all. I'm trading him as quickly as I can in all my leagues um, for a couple different reasons. Number one, his game is built built off timing and route running and precision, right? And we've seen over the course of his career that typically plays well on turf, right? When you look at his career numbers on turf compared to on grass, not great. Also, he is a guy that doesn't typically do well in poor temperatures. I just looked this up while you were talking. In his career, when the, when the temperature is over 60 degrees, he averages 78 receiving yards a game. When it's under 60 degrees, Kate, 47 receiving yards per game. Just not a good cold weather receiver. And with that, Cleveland. I hadn't even factored that in. That's uh, yeah. incredible. And he's been a little bit more injury prone. Doesn't miss games, but a little bit more banged up over the last couple of years. And I think the fit with Baker is just a bad one. I, I don't think Baker is going to be able to throw it to him accurately on time and rhythm. I, I think it's a, a bad move for Cleveland to to assume that this is the I don't I just don't think this is the type of receiver they need. But for Dallas, he was. And he's still he was still Dak's most reliable receiver. So I don't agree with Dallas getting rid of him either. I, I just I don't like so, this for either side. Out of curiosity, then what is the kind of wide receiver that you would want to see uh in in Cleveland then? Yeah, I think it's somebody that can stretch the field a little bit more. That you so you know, just you can... want speed. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be a speed speed guy, but I think Donovan Peoples Jones, that type of receiver, actually fits better with Baker than than Amari Cooper. Okay. Um, uh, it just, 
I don't think it, now if they go out and they get somebody else and it's Deshaun Watson or somebody, I, then my ch- my tune might change. I just I don't think this is a great fit for Amari, and I also don't think I don't think this is a great organization for Amari either. I, I, I Amari is a he's a different cat, right? He needs the right <laughs> locker room and the right leaders around him. I don't think Cleveland's a spot for him. Okay, uh, that's fair. And tying in with that news, uh, we do have the fact that the Browns have given uh, Jarvis Landry, slot wide receiver for the Browns, a opportunity to seek a trade, uh, which, I mean, that could mean Amari Cooper 7 million targets this year. I don't know uh, if he's the only guy left on the field. But, I mean, that in and of itself is interesting because you have had Jarvis Landry there to – um, at least move the chains for the team. And, uh, you know, even if uh, he's been relatively disappointing in terms of his like fantasy performance, uh, I do think he's been a solid asset for Baker Mayfield. Now you take him out of the equation. Uh, you you have David Njoku and Austin Hooper. Like what is this uh, evolving situation doing for these tight ends who are uh, taking up a good chunk of the the money there in Cleveland? I, I don't know what Cleveland's plan is. I really don't. It just it seems like they're trying to give Baker Mayfield as many as many targets as possible to try to elevate him a little bit. Um, I I don't think it's going to work. And I, I wanted David Njoku to go somewhere where he could get fed a bunch of targets and he could be the focal point of the offense. But it's not going to happen with Austin Hooper coming back and they still like Hunter Bryant. And they actually like Steven Carlson the fourth tight end there who missed last year due to an ACL injury. I I, I don't know, Kate. I'm just I'm befuddled by this whole thing. I mean, they, the befuddlement, I, I'm going to put that more on the Dallas Cowboys than I will on the Cleveland Browns, but that, we, that's well, just me. Let's talk about that because the Cowboys decided to, to trade Amari Cooper, save $16 million, and immediately turn around and give – Dalton Schultz, the franchise tag, which is one year, $11 million, and then give Michael Gallup, who's coming off a torn ACL, $12.5 million per year. Your, your offense is now more expensive than it was last year, and you don't have Amari Cooper. I, I don't understand that either. I don't understand the incentive there. Um, and I, I don't think the pay difference between Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper is as significant as, uh, you know, what – what you're missing out on when you don't have Amari Cooper on the field. Uh, I mean, just give me, he's give me Amari Cooper. He's the reliable asset here. He's been far more available uh, despite the, the questions about his durability as a uh, asset here. I, I just think I, I'm not sure why you would remove one of the best players in your offense and one of the most reliable players when there's there. I, I, mm. I, I don't get we, it. Either. I'm going to doubt that we see Michael Gallup on the field for a decent chunk of like what the first half of the season. He just had his ACL surgery in the beginning of March. And just so had. how, how does that make you ready for the 2022 season? Like, I mean, it, it's kind of, uh, I don't really know. I don't know of any, um, you know, player that has waited this long to get their surgery. And sometimes like they, they do have to wait because of the the swelling. You need to make sure um, the, you know, the, the leg is ready to be repaired, but 
I, I mean, the, the longer you wait, the further you're going to be set back in your rehab process. This is not good news for Dak. Not at all. And uh, I, I understand them wanting Gallup back, but I don't really know who they were bidding against. Is there was there another team out there that was going to give Michael Gallup twelve and a half million a year, coming off the ACL injury, coming off? I think there, I think there actually would have been a better market out there for uh, Michael Gallup if he were to hold out. I think he could have found more money elsewhere, especially with the the fact we had some news come out this week that Marquez Valdez Scantling is uh, in the market of around ten million dollars a year. Michael Gallup, I think, is like 30 times the wide receiver than the Marquez Valdez Scantling, both for fantasy and for real life football. Um, if MVS is able to demand $10 million on the on the free agent market, you better believe your butt that I think Michael Gallup probably could have demanded close to 15 million a year. Yeah, I, and it's possible, I guess. And maybe I'm just misreading the market, but it seems still like a lot for a guy that has one season in his career over 850 yards, who's never been a big touchdown producer and his efficiency has dropped in three straight seasons. I, again, I don't mind Michael Gallup. It's just, that seems like a lot. I would rather give that money to Christian Kirk. I'd rather give it to somebody who has a better track record of, uh, you know, staying healthy, but we'll see. I mean, what this really means is, it feels like the Cowboys are leaning in to CD lamb being the wide receiver one. And they're probably going to condense their offense down a little bit. Instead of having three receivers that all get eight targets a game, it's probably going to be CD lamb getting 11 to 12 targets a game now. Yeah. And, and he's going to be the the head honcho. Uh, he is going to be the main focal point for opposing coverage. And thank goodness he's a very talented wide receiver because he can he can very likely withstand that, but I think um, just really really going to be interesting uh, to see how this affects Dak's efficiency overall. That's what I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're we're going to talk about the Packers in a little bit, but any other news that we should get to before uh, we we talk about Devontae Adams and everything that's going on there? I think I'm I think I'm capped out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see what happens with some of these other receivers in the, the free agent market. How much Juju Smith-Schuster gets? How much does Christian Kirk get? Does Cedric Wilson get eight to nine million a year, which has been the rumor? Uh, that doesn't seem smart to me, but we shall see. Uh, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. It is that time of year again, as with the college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, we got some pretty big news from Ian Rappaport on Monday morning that Devontae Adams is not is not going to play on the franchise tag. I still think a long-term deal gets done here, but what do you think ultimately happens with Devontae Adams? I mean, I, I think, you know, when you uh, think about what the Packers want to do, 
it would be that the two come to a long-term deal and skip away with rainbows and butterflies. But I still can't figure out how they're going to make that happen with the cap situation. Their cap situation is not going away. The contract situation with Aaron Rodgers tied up more money than ever. Uh, maybe you generate some cap space for the the 2022 season with the way you structure out, uh, you know, maybe through bonuses or what have you. Maybe they'll be able to spread some more of that that cap space out for the 2022 season. But I don't know how you're going to manage your situation moving down the road and how you can feasibly uh, pay all of these players. Like for me, this might come down to a, a franchise tag and trade situation. If they can't come to a long-term deal uh, and you know, if I'm the the Packers where I can't feasibly uh, you know, come up with this money for a long-term deal tag, you know, he's already got the tag trade him, get some value back for, they're that not going to do that receiver. because of Rodgers, though, right? They're just not. That's why Adams does have a lot of leverage here. He it, does have a lot of leverage, but how much leverage do you have when the quarterback that you're leveraging to play with just ruined the cap situation further? Like, exactly. that's what I don't get. It's like the nail in the coffin is, it, it again, it's, 2022 cap might be more fluid because of the way that they can structure signing bonuses and things like that, but how do you come up with enough money, even if you try to kick this down the road? I don't, I don't understand how you can get these two together on a long-term deal. I just don't. They can, if they want to, they can lower his cap hit and all that kind of stuff. It's just that this is the most leverage I've ever seen a receiver have uh, in something like this, because the Packers are all in for this year, next year. Right, they just are. When the way they had to restructure, or sorry, structure the the Aaron Rodgers contract and some of the other deals they're making, they are all in. And if Adams just says, "Hey, you know, I'm good not playing this year. If you're not going to give me a long term deal," he just crashes their championship window. Right, this is still a team that probably wins the NFC North, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl without Devontae Adams. And that's why he kind of has them over a barrel a little bit. And, and I think they're going to have to pay him whatever he wants. And I know the number is 27 million a year, which is what DeAndre Hopkins got. They're going to have to give it to him. They have no other choice. Well, speaking of like the Packers situation. So uh, we got news this morning, right after the Devonte Adams word uh, that linebacker Preston Smith got a four year, $52.5 million deal. Um, like again, it, it's so hard because you don't have all of the the information about how uh, the cap is affected year in and year out before we really have all the terms on these guys. But uh, you know, again, one of the notes on this deal is that that you know the way they're restructuring this deal frees up some money in 2022. But I still don't understand. Like, where is all the money going to come from down the road? I time will tell. Um, but we'll I mean, it. you're, you're absolutely right. When you say that Devonte Adams has, uh, so much leverage here, the in most terms leverage of what I've ever wants. seen for a receiver. Yeah. It's just how much, uh, how much leeway do the Packers have? Like, obviously you have to have as much leeway as Devonte Adams wants you to, but it's just, 
I don't know the the cap feels real to me and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss, but the, I mean, the, the takeaway here is that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to make the assumption that they can make it happen financially, nothing changes in green Bay this year. Correct. Uh, the last bit of news that we should talk about is Zach Ertz got a contract extension from the Cardinals. Um, it was a pretty good sized deal, a three year deal worth of over $10 million per year. Uh, he had 763 yards last year playing with both the Eagles and the Cardinals. Uh, do you like this move by the Cardinals? Do you think that Zach Hurts has any fantasy relevancy this year back in Arizona? Oh, absolutely. I, I actually really like this move for Arizona. I think, uh, you know, Zach Hurts, despite the narrative that he was completely washed, uh, we do know that, I mean, he's he's a very solid football player, and I think he does uh, make a very reliable target for a young quarterback uh, like Kyler Murray, especially if you're going to be use, uh, losing Christian Kirk in free agency. I think that the versatility Zach Ertz can bring as a receiver is is huge for this offense, and you've got to love the the veteran presence that he brings in for this team. I agree. Uh, I, he's not going to be a top five tight end, but he averaged 49 yards per game uh, in his last 10 games with the Cardinals. Again, not spectacular, but he was a PPR demon, right? Uh, caught a bunch of passes and he's solid. If, if you're looking for just cheap, low end, one, tight end one production, Zach Ertz is there for you. So Marcus, I just want to go back to this because uh, I feel like, you know, after 2020, we were so dejected by the performance here. Um, let's compare the the season that Zach Ertz had in 2021 back to his performance in 2018, where we were considering him uh, the top end dynasty asset that he was. Uh, in 2018, had 12 games uh, where he finished as a tight end one, 12. Okay. Uh, had 13 games where he finished as a tight end two or better. So. Uh, you know, the ceiling's high, the floor is high, everything's perfect. Uh, do you know how many weeks that Zach Ertz performed as a tight end one in 2021? I'll say seven. Ten. Ten. Two fewer games did he perform as a tight end one than he did when we were considering him a top five tight end. I think Zach Ertz could be one of the best bargains in Dynasty right now, uh, especially in your tight end premium leagues. But I'm out here buying, and I think uh, everybody else should be too. Yeah, he's currently tight end 16 on Dynasty League football right now. Bye, so, bye, bye, yeah, bye. You can get him for a song if you want him, right? He's, he's bye, just, bye, bye. Maybe that. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe a that song fun. right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy, Kate. Uh, tight end premium league. Zach Ertz for a second round pick. Oh, easily. Any day of the week. Yeah, and – even non-tight end premium leagues like Zach Ertz is going for Tim Patrick straight up in a trade. Yeah, if give me Zach Ertz just... here. Yeah. Even again, when it comes to you know, I, I said there was a high ceiling and, and uh, you know high floor for Zach Ertz back when he was an elite tight end. Um, you know, back when he was that elite tight end, had 13 weeks of being a tight end two or better. Last year, 12 weeks of being a tight end two or better. Like we're we're getting the same honestly production that we had wanted back when he was uh, rated appropriately high as a yeah. top end tight end. Uh, I just 
Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Talking about a bunch of old tight ends today. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I love it. They're the only ones we can count on. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I cannot wait to see what free agency brings us on Monday afternoon. I'm sure we'll get some deals announced pretty quickly, but Matt and Ryan will have you covered on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday to, to update any big news that happens, any big trades. Uh, we'll also, I promise, I promise we're going to talk about Jahan Dotson soon. We are ready to go. But uh, follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Check us out on YouTube where we put up shows every single day. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you guys next time.